0: Hello awesome people. I hope you're all feeling amazing. It has been a long long time since I was able to put out a podcast but we're back and I've got my friend Megan here and we are talking about finding a workout space and a trainer. So without any further ado, uh, actually, you know what, scratch that, lots of further ado before that. Uh, I am going to say we've got lots going on, stick around for the end. I'm going to jump in at the end and, um, have a little chat about what we're doing, where we're going. Uh, so yeah, but I hope you enjoy it. Bye. Right. Hello awesome people. Welcome back to the Good to Go Pod. I think no, not I think, I hope. I hope you're all feeling amazing. I'm feeling amazing. Uh we've got here with us today my good friend Dr. Megan Boyd. How are you? Dr. Megan I'm Boyd. good.
1: Just caveat that I'm not a rash doctor. I'm a thinking <laughs> doctor.
0: <laughs> Still a doctor. Still, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to say that. Anyway, uh, we are here to have a conversation today about finding a good trainer. I think we had a different title for this conversation. What was the title for the conversation? That's what I've got written here on my notes, so we're going to call it that. Uh Um, And this is a really important conversation and I'm glad we're having it. And, of course, I'm going to encourage all the people out there who are listening to this conversation to have your own thoughts about this uh, because, you know, at the end of the day, you do you, right? So we're gonna talk about some of the, the you know, list some of the points or the things that you should be looking for, uh, list some of the things that you should be looking out for in inverted commas or red flags. Um, and then everything always comes with that great big caveat of you've got to find somebody that fits for you under hashtag find your fit. So I think maybe we should take turns Megan. What's your number one tip for finding a good trainer?
1: Um uh, well I think that you I would imagine that most people listening to this podcast have already been through one or two experiences, mm. either in the gym or somewhere else with a fitness professional that maybe was positive or negative and have come, come into this with their own experience.
2: Mm.
1: Um, and so everybody hopefully is already thinking like, ooh, that was a really good experience or ooh, I remember this thing that was also very much not okay. (laughs) And I hope that as people maybe start to be able to be more active again in different settings, that this will give them a chance to digest those thoughts and maybe think about it going forward. Like, you know, what would be a good person or a good fit for you Mm. versus what's being sold to you? And I think that's kind of uh, the rub
0: yeah what's a good fit versus what's being sold so you asked about red flags and i think like we can maybe talk through
1: the process of like what happens when you go into a a fitness space or like a commercial
2: gym
0: or can we can we talk about that yes (gasps) sorry (laughs) okay first of all before we dive into that little bucket of worms um I want to be clear. I have never personally as a personal trainer or fitness leader in any way or shape or form worked in what is in inverted commas, a commercial fitness gym. But uh, you've
1: been in one before. Oh, I I've
0: certainly been in one and I'm going to share a couple of stories, <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, I, so I don't have the experience of being a trainer in one of those facilities. Uh, I do have the experience of being a a customer slash client, definitely a customer. Um, We can talk about that too, whether or not you're a customer or a client. I'm just going to run into low tier customers or clients. Uh, And if I, I'm just going to, I'm just going to railroad this conversation. If I can share a story or do you want to go first? Uh, Well,
1: I think, If you want to share a story, you can. I'd like to kind of like walk through the actual process of what can happen for people Uh, who've never been in like one of these
0: gyms. So let me share my story, and that'll that'll lead into your explanation of what happens. Hopefully, 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 we're on the same page here. Um, So years ago, when I was a baby trainer, and I was so my, I guess the background there is my fitness my experience in the fitness industry I actually worked in corporate health and fitness for many years so I was man- working in and worked my way up to managing these gyms that were in the corporate facilities so they're pro- some semi-private gyms that are in buildings that belong to big corporations um, and you know my boss who was big on in inverted commas sales training was just like, well, we have to go and work out what people, you know, what the other gyms are doing and blah, blah, blah. And I wasn't really listening. And he told me to, and this was, he's aging myself here. This was when fitness first had sort of just opened up and become quite huge. So the, I'm not sure, I guess the equivalent of fitness first here would here in Sweden would be something like Sats. Mm. Um, And, you know, those facilities, exist as a money-making venture not as a health facility and that that's my my personal view there but that's a little mm. caveat um and so I had to go down to the local fitness first and try and get in the door basically so I was all prepared for this hardline sales pitch that I was going to be given because I knew that that's yeah <laughs> you know my we'd been prepared having worked in the industry you hear about these hardline sales pitches that they have to give you when you walk in the door and I actually quite literally could not walk in the door and pay for a single session and do a workout like I couldn't do it without mm. without them having me sign over a credit card or sign over like crazy crazy details that I was unwilling to give I just I walked in there and went listen I just want to you know I'm visit i was lying i'm visiting i don't want to sign up or anything i just want to come in and do a workout and they wouldn't let me mm-hmm. um you know w- without signing over my what felt like signing over my life uh and that was a bit crazy i mean mm-hmm. and, you know that was let me think way back in the the 90s the, that would have oh, been the late 90s
1: but um, that's been my experience when i've been traveling in uh Austria, Germany uh, when I've been on work trips and just wanted to be able to go and use a gym. It was the same thing. Like you had to basically say like, oh, I might move here and this is where I'd be working. And it's just like, I just want to use your weight room for 40 minutes and then I'm out of your hair. Um, I will say the exception that I found to that when I was trying to figure out how to do this is CrossFit boxes. Yep. So... That was something that was like, oh, well, there's actually something that makes this a more appealing thing because it's set up more as a, uh, we want you to be able to come and work out wherever you are, as opposed to okay. this chain is only operating in this region. Yep. And it makes it very difficult. I think unless you're somebody who is so fit that they won't bother you. Sure. Um, and that's been my experience when I've asked people who are semi-professional uh, fitness people, Or they have that as their job. They're like, oh, I never have any trouble getting into any gyms. And it's like, well, okay, that's great for you. But the rest (laughs) of us don't have that.
0: (laughs) The rest of us, in the introverted commas, normal people. Who would also
1: like to be able to work out while we travel. Even if we're not staying in a very expensive hotel.
0: Yeah, some of us enjoy it. Anyway, so, you know, that that was my experience of trying to get my butt inside a commercial gym. Uh, just to see if I could get in without having to sign over my great aunt's house. Um, what were you going to share with us on that? On you know, what is the process, to your understanding?
1: Well, um, I went and did some recon yesterday.
0: Ooh. <laughs> so I went so, down so to... this is up to date, Stockholm. Yes. yes, yes, cool.
1: <laughs> okay, so I went down to a local chain, um, like corporate gym chain, and was asking about like okay do what do you have for people who are coming back um what kind of things do you offer and there's some pretty good get you in the door things but and I was like can I see the facility before I sign up so I got a nice tour that actually looked quite nice very clean all good um but even before like I got my shoes off it was like well you could do this for a month or you could sign up for our 12 month Mm. thing and um I was pretty clear that I'm not interested in signing up for 12 months of anything right now because we don't know what's happening in two months. Mm. And I'm just not prepared to commit that money. Um, so the, hard, the sell was pretty hard. Mm. But despite that, it seemed like um, there's at least some understanding that there needs to be flexibility. Yeah. So there's some deferred uh, deferral of when they start charging you at the moment for yeah. some places, um, yeah. which I thought was, you know, at least that's part way too making this a little more accessible. But even then it was like, I was pretty clear, like I'm not interested in buying a, like a 12 month card. It's not going to happen. But that was still like very clearly the, the uh, intent of the person yeah. I was speaking to. Yeah.
0: And then, cause my question, my first question there that I have is, was that person somebody who was going to also be a trainer that you could yes. build a relationship with? Yep. Or was that person very specifically a salesperson?
1: Oh, it was somebody who's definitely a trainer at the gym.
0: Okay. And then, because then, this, this, for me, drawing from my own personal experience, is one of, one, of the big, one of the many big drivers towards me starting my own business is I am not a salesperson and I don't want to be a salesperson. And I, I remember having a, quite a heated discussion with my boss one day Cause he's like, Joe, you've got to be doing sales. And I'm just like, I'm straight up going, if I wanted to be a salesperson, I would go be a salesperson, employ somebody who does sales. Don't employ trainers. If you, what you want is sales, you know, I'm employed as a trainer. That's, yeah. and you know, that that's because they were asking me to employ again, in inverted commas sales, uh, sales techniques that rubbed me the wrong way. Mm. that I felt were dishonest and you know not they they, they didn't fall into line with my personal values mm.
1: I'm not sure what the models are like here but I have heard from some people working in the gyms that generally um, you make your money by getting personal training clients and you don't have much of a salary so I can see that it is probably a big component of being able to have that as a, a form of employment mm. is doing these kind of things the, the one month card that I was looking at came with one personal training session included. Okay. So um, like for, for what they're offering for the month, I'm like, well, that's not a bad use of money. But then the thing is, who would you wind up seeing? Mm. And I think that kind of moves on to the next thing. It's like, OK, you're in the door. You've decided you want to enter a fitness space, and you want to maybe start moving your body again. Um, and you're either willing or not willing to sign up for whatever program that they've given you. Um, and then you you wind up thinking, okay, does this space work for me? Like what, what equipment am I interested in using? Where would I feel comfortable starting to do things? Um, and that's probably different for everybody. Um, personally, I don't like spaces that have lots of loud music. Okay. Um, I find it distracting, <laughs> much happier to wear headphones. So that's kind of a, I think that I would be looking out for is like, is this so loud that it's going to be a problem? Yep.
2: Um,
1: are the spaces, is it like just one large space or are there some like quieter areas where you can go to do whatever it is that uh, you're interested in working on on a particular day? Is there a spot where you can go and stretch and not feel like you're being observed? So I think that's something that uh, some people probably are not very comfortable with. Mm. And not all gyms are set up in a way so that that is available. So yeah. those are things that, like, if you're going into a new space, you might want to think about.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And so uh, how much time do you spend thinking? And, I mean, you know, with background there, you are somebody who has worked out a lot. You're, you know, an experienced, in inverted commas, gym goer slash exerciser um and how much how much time and thought have you put into thinking about what what type of space you're wanting to be working out in
1: i think that most of that comes from experience Mm. um and based on either positive or negative experiences in the past like i could tell you straight up if the door to the change room opens and you can see people that's not necessarily a good choice
0: yeah okay okay so that's a red flag. like and you know this this is talking about space versus relationship yeah um with trainers so yeah i'm gonna put that on the on the I list think, uh,
1: because i've been in places where that um was taken advantage of by other club members and there oh, were pe- people who were taking photos and things so ew. but the fact that that like there had been no thought into preventing that
0: from happening yeah I think is something that's like okay, be aware of this, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then you know things like um, again, depending on like for for me, when I think about uh, you know, going back all those years ago, as somebody who was walking in welcoming in new clients to a, an exercise space to a gym, Um, you know, I was always trying to make the people feel comfortable. You you give them the the show around, that's kind of stuff you tell them what they get if they sign up. Um, But then, you know, as the trainer, you've got to sit there and sort of feel into the client and see what is gonna be good for them to see and in what order is gonna be good to them see. For example, you know, if they're going to want to see the weights room first and what the weights room looks like, and if they are somebody who is going to want to work out in the weights room, or if they're going to want to go into a different space, you know, a movement space or a, a stretch space, mm-hmm. or that kind of stuff, like in what order do we get to see those things? What are we being shown? I think is where I'm getting at, mm-hmm. you know. Um, because for me, me being me, when I go to the gym, I want to see the weights. I straight up want to see the weights first. I want to know what your weights room looks like. I want to know if it has, if it smells. Um, <laughs> that's, that's, and, you know, but this is a reality, right? If, if your weights room smells like stinky dude sweat, despite that's the a, fact that that's what flag. I want to, yeah, that's a red flag. And despite the fact that that's what I want to be doing in the gym, I'm not coming back to your gym, man.
1: I would think also, look at the maintenance of the different handles mm. that are on the machines, and if there's tears in the cushions, mm. especially if you have like one of those um, I never get the name of this, right? But that hanging ab chair thing where you like hold yourself oh, up in the Roman air, chair. that's the one. Yeah. Well, wow, these Roman people, oh tough. I lives. don't,
0: I don't, I don't ask me why, I don't know. Go Google it, somebody, um, do that, let me know.
1: <laughs> but if, um, if the arm pads on that haven't been changed in 20 years, this is not a place that's good about doing maintenance. <laughs> and you probably want to look somewhere else. Cause that means they're not looking after other stuff too.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And then for me, because it's not just about equipment, it's not just about the smell and that kind of stuff. It's also about the people, mm. uh, you know, having made the decision to run a small studio where we get the opportunity, excuse me, opportunity to build relationships and really get to know our clients. Uh, I have, you know, had the experience of walking into a gym and pretty much just being ignored by staff because I don't look right mm. or something. or you know but that's what i do with that right when when i can't get help for asking you know get the help that i'm looking for i automatically just go all up i you know there's something wrong with me (sighs) for you and that's a massive red flag for me like you know if Mm -hmm. i can't get if somebody doesn't see me looking around for help and go hey can i help you yeah you know whereas you know, the experiences that I've had is where they see me looking around, or they see me and I'm looking at them, they see me looking at them and they just look away. And I'm like, oh, (laughs) no, you're not, no, no, no. (sighs) Or on the other side, behavioral red flags, when they compete with you, when they sit there and compete with you, That, that for me, and maybe that's a unique experience, Having been a trainer and working in the industry when people realize you're a trainer, suddenly you become competition.
1: Oh, yeah, that's never happened to me.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. Like, I, you know, I remember I had this one, I had this job interview in a gym in Pennant Hills, I think Thornley, I can't remember. Anyway, and it, you know, it was a commercial gym, it wasn't a big chain, but it was a commercial gym. And I was, going into, you know, just getting, looking for a job as a, as a trainer and getting into personal training and wanting to teach group X classes, like what I teach here, you know, mm-hmm. something, something like fighting fit, that kind of stuff. And I'm in the interview and I'm talking about what I'm wanting to do. And one of the, the girls, so there was the guy who owned the gym and then there was a girl who was helping out for the interview and clearly the thing that I had in mind was her bag. Uh, and so she just goes, no, that's not going to work here. <laughs> and, then, you know, it's like basically just shot down my ideas of what it is that I was, you know, and it, it's really interesting like because you've asked me what I want to do. So I'm telling you and you're just shooting me down, telling me that's a terrible idea. And then I go away and do my research to find out that that is exactly what she does in that gym. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, right. So that's why I didn't get that job. <laughs> <laughs> Good to know. <laughs> but, but the, you know, the bottom line is there is that level, level of competition where you can be seen as a threat. So you get treated badly. Um, but that's never been your experience. I don't think I've ever
1: been... Um in a position where anyone would see me as a threat (laughs) (laughs) i will say there's been times when i've been working out in other gyms outside of sweden where people have been like you think you have too much weight on there (laughs) oh but it's never gone past that oh really (laughs) like like out of genuine concern that i not hurt myself which is fine like that's a much nicer way of saying it than i've heard other people deal with um but Mm -hmm. yeah okay but we're trying to get back to explaining to people
0: sorry yes I'm ranting about it so so in choosing a fitness facility right in choosing a space where you're going to work out uh you know we've talked about the the, sort of the red flags but what sort of positive things do you look for well like the number
1: one thing I would look for is convenience of access Mm. because if you're the like just like the only kind of changes that you make in your life are ones that you can sustain like they're the only ones that'll keep going long term if you have to truck half an hour out of your way to do something Mm. it's not going to happen as often
2: Mm.
1: as maybe you'd like it to Mm. so i would like my first suggestion is like if you want to start using a fitness space pick something that is either so attractive to you that you will be motivated to go for that space or something that is literally embarrassingly in your way on the way to do what other things you're doing in your life it either has to be in your way getting there going home or while you're at that spot yeah um and like just make your life as easy as possible
0: (laughs) no i i I wholeheartedly agree i mean you know i used to i used to travel over an hour every day to get to my martial arts training Mm -hmm. and happy to do so would do it again yeah so, so attractive for, travel for 24 so hours in an airplane to do it actually yeah <sighs> if I could get on an airplane but anyway um you know happy to, happy to do that mm. but in no way in hell would I have gone to a gym that was not embarrassingly in front of me um and in fact when I think about my life back in Australia that is what it was was I went to the gym that was on the way to going to everywhere else that I was going. Yeah. And, and <laughs> like, like, if, if I you see it like five times a day, kind yeah. of thing.
1: <laughs> if you see it every day, you're like, I might as well just stop there on my way to or from yeah.
2: this thing. And,
0: but here's the thing, right? Fun fact, and some of you might find this surprising. I personally don't because it's been my experience, is even though I worked in a gym, I still paid membership for and went to a separate gym. Mm. Uh, and I never worked out at work. And that's because that was work for me. Yeah. You know, and I just couldn't find the motivation. But my best friend and I worked out in our local gym just down the road from, from where we lived. Mm-hmm. Um, and, it, you know, it sort of became that gym, well, even though it was a commercial gym, it was a very fun gym. It was owned by you know, a guy who'd owned it for years and years. and we all, It was a community gym mm-hmm. and we all had good relationships and that was, it was a great space to be in.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Really, really fun but it was embarrassingly close to everything and completely in my way.
1: Mm. But I think what you've actually made a very important point there is that like, it's good to have a space that isn't where you are all the time. Mm-hmm. And like, that for me is an issue with that. Like, I don't like working out in my house. Yep. Uh, we live in a two bedroom apartment, so it's pretty spacious for like central European city, but it's not a comfortable place to work out and there's nowhere to put equipment. So for me, working out is like, exclusively outside Hmm. or in a gym space Hmm. and some people love working out in their house and i'm really happy for them that's just not me so if you're also someone who needs a different type of space then pick somewhere that you will stumble into on a regular basis yeah and And if you're in if you're in central uh stockholm at least like you have no shortage of choice (laughs) which is actually quite a nice thing to have
0: Absolutely. I wholeheartedly agree. Um, you know, and one of my, uh, top tips on that particular subject would be something that fits inside your budget Mm -hmm. as well. Um, because you know, we're not all like, yeah, we're not all made of money. Some of us genuinely can't afford to go to the gym. So what are my options and go in and, and check out your other options. So there's things like you know, there's here it's called an Uta gym. It's just a community gym in the outdoors. They're fantastic, yep. and the 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 Stockholm City Council, the commune, does a really good job of building and maintaining. They're
1: building place. new ones all the time. It's like absolutely mind blowing how many there are now.
0: Yeah, and it's it's fantastic. You see the one they've just built in and It's wonderful. Anyway, I'm, so, yeah, I'm gym nerding, outdoor gym nerding. I, <laughs> ride, I ride past it every morning and it just, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And it's just all fabulous. New. I mean, I just love
1: that. I mean, it should, fitness should be accessible.
0: It should, it really should. And, you know, self plug there. One of the main, main, what's the word I'm looking for? Oh my God, values that we have here is that we it, it needs to be accessible mm. when, we, when we do, when we work with the programs that we have you know, it has to be accessible because it shouldn't be elitist.
2: <laughs>
0: no. <laughs> you know what I mean? Fitness should not be something that's only available to people who, who have lots of money to throw around. I don't, yeah. you know, that, that is unfair in life. Anyway, so, but have a look around no matter where you are in your community because most communities, organiz- you know, at some, most community councils, whatever you call them, you know, there is some kind of fitness facility available to you for a really reasonable price mm-hmm. i know in australia they've got what's called a pcyc which stands for police police citizen youth police community youth citizens club or something i don't know anyway um you all know what it means when you come from there <laughs> so that's you know that's where the kids go to do their local karate classes and that kind of stuff there's mm-hmm. always a gym in there that you can have access to um, at for a, a really reasonable cost um, and you know outdoor gyms that kind of stuff um, and after COVID there's lots of personal trainers out there looking to start up new programs for reasonable prices because it's been a hard 18 months so
2: uh, yeah
1: <laughs> unless you're that like kids gym guy from wherever who made like a killing on YouTube oh, I don't yeah. know
0: yeah any- wasn't his name Joe? Wasn't he doing? Wasn't it? I'm pretty sure it was Joe's. Joe's fitness or something. I can't remember. Yeah, I did. tried a couple, man. He was <laughs> kicking my butt. So. Oh, was he? Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well,
1: well, I mean, searching. great that somebody um, made it work for them. Very happy for you. Absolutely. Look, absolutely.
0: But you know, each to their own, right? Because that for you would have been working out in your lounge room,
1: which oh, I didn't like work. it. No, nope. yeah? doesn't work for me either. I have hardwood floors. It's like super slippery and unpleasant. Anyway. Yeah, I have three kids. (laughs) This is
0: why any gym equipment (laughs) at my house
1: has to be locked in the storage room, lest it be misused.
0: (laughs) Otherwise, it becomes a weapon. Uh Anyway. (laughs) So (laughs) we've got looking for things in in facilities, convenience of access, uh, keeping it separate from work, in inverted commas, work. Mm -hmm. So, you know, having somewhere you can go to have me time. Basically,
1: yeah, like um, get yourself in headspace where, um, this and this ties into what we talked about in the previous episode, where it's like the only thing that you need to think about is your workout, not anything else. Like, yeah. you don't need to be worrying about your clothes, you don't need to be worrying about other people in your space. Yeah, all that stuff.
0: And then making sure it's fitting within your budget, uh, is another thing.
1: Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. I think in Stockholm and in Sweden, a lot of people have a very generous um compensation for health stuff from their employer and yep. i think that's underutilized yep. and we're coming up to december so if you have any of that money left over there's lots of chances to go in for massage or use personal training sessions to use that money up before the end of the year now's your chance send us an email <coughs> <laughs> and um i mean in that's like good to go I say? yeah <laughs> um But I mean, it's like, it's definitely a perk that you don't see everywhere. And I, like your employer has put that money aside. And if you don't use it, they're not going to send you a thank you card. So, absolutely, and
0: And they are legally required to do that. And I can say at least 13 years ago in Australia, your employees were also legally required to do a similar thing Mm -hmm. uh, up to the value of $550 a year. Um, I don't know what that stands now because I haven't lived there for a long time, but it certainly used to be. Um,
1: but yeah so take advantage of it and like use it absolutely. for like whatever is allowed within the rules but for something that you enjoy
0: you know and and go and contact your local small trainer because they could really use that help uh, well, and you can do online <laughs> if stuff if as that's well. what you want to do if that's what you want to do yeah um i want to segue speaking which i want to segue into so we've talked about facilities but i want to know what you look for in a trainer okay
1: so let's assume I've gotten through the door. Mm. I've decided I want to work out in this space. The next thing I need to do is find somebody, if I'm interested, find somebody to work
0: with. Mm. You know what? I'm going to jump in there. Sorry. We're just going to backtrack. Just a little bit. Ryan. Just a little bit. I'm sorry. There's this, I've got this big box around my notes here on red flags. When it comes to going into a facility and or working with a trainer, fixed contracts. Okay. Run away people run away run away run away you will spend your life trying to get out of that contract if they make you sign a fixed contract uh just a little word to the wise there anyway mm-hmm. moving so right on so when you on.
1: say fixed contract you mean like a uh, 12 months yeah that you can't get out of
0: yeah a 12 months that just keeps continuing
1: yeah sort of it's the auto renew that's a that's yep. a red flag for me where it's like yep. if you haven't canceled it by a certain date
0: it yep. will renew itself automatically for another year don't like that walk away from that um because it's not you know the more people continue to sign on to that kind of thing the more the industry thinks that it works Mm -hmm. and it just perpetuates a really bad idea of how
1: but the thing is like i understand from a business perspective it's incredibly effective because most people will just not go and they'll keep paying so it's wonderful cash cow but you don't want to be that cow
0: no you know it's your money you get you should do with it what you will right uh, but from experience, if you sign that contract, they are going to do their very best to make sure you forget about it and mm. don't, don't, get out of it. Um, so, so
1: this is the thing. If you're new and you want to go into a fitness space, you might be better off at least for the first three or four months, taking the higher priced, usually month to month subscription
2: yeah.
1: or membership or whatever they're calling it, then you are getting the lower priced 12 month deal. Yep. Cuz if you're there for 3 months and you feel like this is not a good space for me, I don't want to come here and you're stuck with that for another 8 months. Mm. So, it's actually not cheaper. Yep. You can always go over to 12 months later. They're not going to be like, "Well, you signed up for months, so that's all you can do." They're <laughs> happy to take your money whenever you decide to give it to them.
0: Yeah. Pro tip, they certainly are. Mm. All right, sorry, now let's go back to getting a trainer. What are your pro tips for getting a good trainer? Because I could talk about this for forever. So we'll start with you. Oh, well, now that I'm an old grumpy person,
1: (laughs) I would say you want to find somebody who isn't 18. Yep. And thinks that you can do box jumps if you try. (laughs) And you've never done them before. Um, That's not to say like there's not really excellent young trainers because I bet there are but there's like a certain amount of knowing your, your client base that I think is really important. And I don't think that somebody who is extremely young and never had any other jobs and never worked with a variety of people. Um, and so like, if they've gone through and they've played sports their whole life, then they probably know an awful lot about how the body works and how conditioning works and how all of those things work but maybe they don't really have a good insight in how that would work in a different kind of body
0: yep. or, or how that works with whilst trying to marry, manage a child and yeah a rela- so a, a okay
1: relationship so you wanted all of that. red flags anything where there's a poster that says no days off
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's a bit of a red flag so
1: I think that, like, you need to look for somebody who, well, you brought this up earlier, like, someone who will share at least some of your values, because you don't have to, like, have everything in common. This isn't someone that you're going to spend the rest of your life with, necessarily. Mm. (laughs) But, I mean, if there's, like, an instant lack of Venn diagram... Mm. then this is probably not going to work. And you can usually gauge that with anybody, whatever the situation is within a few minutes. And it's perfectly okay to meet
0: somebody and not want to hire them. That's yes. fine. And can we talk about that for a second? Because I think this is a really important thing to talk about, which is giving giving people permission and allowing people to give themselves permission to say no, to say, yeah. I don't think this is going to work. Yeah. Um, and, it, you know, it's a really hard thing to do. Even as a, as a trainer, I've had people in here who I'm sitting there telling them things and in the back of my head, I'm like, I don't want to work with you. I, I really don't want to work with you. I don't think we're going to work well together. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think about this one particular God, it was such a weird thing. I had these two girls come in at the same time, not same, like within days of each other. I'm pretty sure they were talking to each other and I'm pretty sure the first one went home, talked to her friend and went, I had this really weird experience with a trainer and then the other one came in and gave me a similar story. And I told them both exactly the same thing, uh, which for me as a trainer, because I have been doing this for a really long time, I have learned, understood and had practice with uh, being good at holding to my values (laughs) as a trainer Uh, and one of those values is that I don't do weight loss programs I very specifically don't do just weight loss programs Um, and if you come in here and tell me that you want to lose eight kilos in six weeks because you got a wedding uh, I and this is straight up what I said to them sure I can help you do it I have the knowledge to do it but I'm going to spend the entire time thinking telling you I think you're crazy because I do you know to (laughs) me that is not Healthy, it doesn't fall within my value system of helping my clients maintain a functional and healthy life. I don't think it's functional. I don't think it's healthy. And they, the both of them, also had the same reaction of, "Oh, okay. Well, that sounds okay. I'll get back to you later." And they never did. And mm-hmm. you know, let's all just be honest about the fact that we were not going to work together. Mm-hmm. But it gets back to the, to this thing of when do we give people permission to go you know what this isn't going to work mm. you're not the right trainer for me and i'm not the right trainer for you but my thing is i don't think you need to set a bar for that mm. it can just be as simple as like yeah this just
1: doesn't feel okay mm. um i mean we can go through the
0: i mean we, we vote with our money really don't we we either do it or we don't we either mm. get back to them or we don't and you know as a trainer i fully ex- understand and accept the fact that even though somebody says, yeah, yeah, I'll get back to you. I walk away from that interaction knowing that they're not going to get back to me and I'm okay with it. Yeah. Because life goes on. Yeah. You know, but I mean like if you're, if you're meeting with
1: trainers for the first time and you've okay. assume you've never done this before, right. You're going in fresh. You've never worked with a personal trainer before. What are the expectations um, when you're starting as a new client? What they should be doing is they should be asking you questions yeah. not telling you what you'll be doing yeah. um and that's kind of my bar for anything in the gym is if someone comes over and starts telling you what you should do you should not listen to this person Yeah. if they're asking you like do you, are you is this something you've done before what are your goals um have you ever used this machine? Do you understand how to set it up? (laughs) Because, I mean, machines are complicated now. What the heck? (laughs) Quite often I'll be like, where is the manual for this item?
0: (laughs) And this is supposed to exercise which part of my body? Oh, yeah. But, But, you know, I wholeheartedly agree. You know, trainers should be asking questions, not telling that's yeah you know when so when, if sorry you go yeah you go. so if
1: you if you your trainer asks you a question what are your goals like what do you want to do here in this space with your body
2: yeah.
1: um, you should be able to say pretty much anything yeah. and they should be like okay this is how we can do that as opposed to have you thought about you know losing weight or yeah. we have this pre-done Uh, folder that you can sign up for
2: yeah
1: kind of thing um but yeah like and you shouldn't feel like you have to answer that a certain way
2: Mm.
1: like if you're feeling pressured to say like oh well i want to change this about myself because that's kind of the expectation in that space Mm. maybe not a good thing Mm. uh, to be working with that person if you're feeling that kind of pressure Mm.
0: So then how do, we, how do we help those people get out of that situation? I think it's it, like it needs
1: to feel okay to say, like, my goal is just to come in here and move, and that is
2: sufficient. Mm.
0: Mm. And then if your trainer turns around and goes, no, you have to lose 10 kilos if you're going to survive, run away.
2: Yeah,
1: oh, for sure. Run away. Or if <laughs> they try to offer you some kind of a competition or... Oh, yeah. oh, Six-week oh, cleanse God. or some misery like that. <sighs> uh,
0: uh, sorry, I'm just having a wee little meltdown because I am remembering all the times I've done these things. Um, <laughs> I wasn't always this way. <laughs> I didn't always have... No, I, I have always had these values. I haven't always uh, been strong enough to stick to them. And see, here's the other thing. From a trainer's perspective is when you are trying to create a business, when you're trying to create your client base, you know, when, and all the way back to when you, when you go and do your study, we are taught uh, from, from day one that the fitness industry, like, you know, you've got to tell your clients to lose weight if they are outside these parameters. Um, This is what health means. This, that, blah, 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 blah. And Mm -hmm. that, becomes a rhetoric in your brain and then when you get your when you're working in a gym and you get your clients in through the park and they do this questionnaire it's like mm-hmm. well if you have tick these things off you've got to tell the client well these things mean this and that means you need you know you're a 55 year old man and you're 120 kilos and your waist measurement is this much so you need to lose 20 kilos that's the rhetoric that you're fed mm-hmm. and as a baby trainer that's what it did As a grown-up, I don't Mm -hmm. engage in any of those activities now. And I'm sorry, I apologize from the bottom of my heart from to everybody I've ever said those things to, because I believe that it just perpetuates a you know a a falsehood within the industry. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But we'll go that's a whole other podcast, that one. and it, what it does is it eliminates the ability to build rapport with your clients. It eliminates the ability for your client to feel looked after. They're just being mm. told what to do rather than being asked what they want to do.
1: Yeah. And I you think know? we need to give clients and customers like the, the space to feel that whatever their goal is, it's okay. Because I think a lot of women, especially, go into a fitness space and the expectation feels like they should be there to lose weight. Yep, Yeah. And so if they answer anything else, they might not feel like they're sticking to the script that they should be following in that area.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Step outside the box, just be outside the box. Don't follow the script. But
1: understand? like also like really think about what your goals are. Yeah. Like what do you want to do? Why do you want to move your body more? Like if it is to lose weight because you've been sitting a lot more and you've been more sedentary during the pandemic, then fine. But like be realistic and be fair to yourself mm. about that. Mm. And maybe the focus, well, I would say, Definitely the focus shouldn't be on the weight, but like on the behaviors. Right? Yep. So this is a space like you want to come in to move so that your body feels better.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And maybe that means doing Zumba classes and like great for you. Go and get it.
0: <laughs> and big shout out to Patty who does Zumba classes in Stockholm. I think it's Patty Zumba with Patty on Instagram. I'm going to sure. put it, I'll put a link up in the show notes. Hi, Patricia. Mm-hmm. How are you going? I hope you're listening. Um, <laughs> she does, anyway, she does Zumba classes in Stockholm if you want to go and check her out. Um, cool. My next point there would be mm-hmm. to that your trainer is educated and educational. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is where we come down to again going back on my experience in the fitness industry uh i've got a fun story about a a guy who who i was blah blah long story talking with some dude who lifted weights and his friend blew his shoulder out and this guy is telling his friend that he should just get back in the gym and start lifting again because you know what, what do the doctors know? And I'm Oh, just it's like, a pity nobody can see my face. Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm just sitting there going, oh, my goodness. Wow. Yeah. I really hope your friend didn't listen to you there, dude. Um, and the fitness industry is full of people who get into the industry because they really enjoy working out. Mm-hmm. And I get that you know, part of my decision-making process in becoming a personal trainer is I like moving and working out and doing my stuff. Uh, But what that also leads to is a little bit of the idea of because this worked for me, it's going to work for you. And I actually don't need to go and do the research or gain the education on this subject because I've been working out in the gym for years. Uh, And for me... I like to work with people who like to learn (laughs) basically. Um, And, you know, whether that's with colleagues or with clients as well, like, Mm -hmm. and that's part of me as a trainer is that I find my clients get better results if I explain to them why. Yeah.
1: I mean, like not everybody I've met goes around with the laminated body stack the way that you do but it's very helpful
0: <laughs> should i go and get it
1: <laughs> i mean like this is like your, your trainer should be explaining things in a pedagogical way which means that it should be easy for you to connect your experience to the explanation yes
0: absolutely
2: so
1: if you're like it hurts when i do this they need to be able to understand why that might be hurting
0: and you know, if if they don't understand that, then they, they literally can't help you and they're quite possibly causing you harm. And you know, there's I'm not saying that your trainer has to have all this knowledge in their head because that's a lot of knowledge. Yeah. You know, but your trainer needs to go, needs to be big enough to go, you know what, I'm not sure what that means, but I'll get back to you before our next meeting with a with a response. Yeah. And to take, you know, ask you all the questions about what you're feeling take all that information go find the answer and then come back with you and go okay this is where we're at if you're feeling this that means this we should be working on that yeah um you know yeah i yeah to clarify when i say your trainer should be educated i don't mean they have to know everything because they don't also well there's another red flag right somebody who thinks they know everything who <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> But I
1: think that falls under the realm of like being open to being challenged and ask questions. Yep. Um, and like you were saying, when people see you as a threat, then it's a problem. And it's the same thing here. If if you aren't comfortable being able to ask questions because of the response you might get, mm. or you don't feel confident in asking questions because the person that you're working with hasn't created that kind of a uh, an atmosphere an environment for you, that's also like you're. This is you're paying for this. Yeah like please take that seriously don't be a dick but like have some expectations that are reasonable and fair
2: Mm.
0: you know and and if you come up with a reasonable question for your trainer yeah depending on your relationship with them (laughs) say something because you're quite likely to get an obnoxious response from me depending on what my domain but but if they're just being obnoxious and cruel with their answer or with their response they're not the right trainer for Mm -hmm. you you know, or if yeah. they're not willing to go and find the answer, I, I would say go find a different trainer hmm. um, because yeah, you're hundred percent right. It's your money. You know, you, you're purchasing a service. And for me, that service should also be informative. Um, and, you know, like, like, Oh, and this comes into my next point, which is your trainer should also be flexible and you know how I link those two things is A lot of the time, you know, like, you know, going back to the way we taught in Inverters commerce, sales and that kind of stuff, you're trying to lock your client in to be a forever client, Mm. which is an unrealistic expectation on everybody in that relationship, right? Mm. So for me, the way I approach my training relationships is I hope one day that you don't need me. That's why I like to be as informative as I can be so that, you know, if you're traveling and you go and do a workout, you've got the information there to be able to work out safely with intention rather than needing me to hold your hand the entire way. Right? And then I'm hoping that we're going to build such an awesome relationship that you are going to keep training with me till the day we all die. Right? <laughs> <laughs> with a, they can pry the kettlebell from my cold dead hands, right? <laughs> uh,
1: but adding on to this, uh, you're not giving them the same workout every week or two weeks no. or every month. No, it's I'm a not. progression. So yes. if you're with somebody and you are doing the same stuff in a very prescriptive yeah. way, or you see them doing the same program with other people, pretty much the same as what they're doing with you. You might want to reevaluate that.
2: Mm, mm, mm.
1: So there should be progression.
2: Mm.
1: Not necessarily you have to do so much heavy stuff, but it should be, you should be seeing changes in the program and you should be seeing changes in your body, whatever those may be.
0: In alignment with your goals.
1: Exactly. Um, So yeah, it shouldn't just be like you show up for two weeks, somebody yells at you to do burpees. (laughs) <laughs> and you go home feeling bad about yourself.
0: <laughs> and you go home and cry. That is not a fun experience.
1: No. And this is the other thing. Like, this is, again, it has to be close to you so that you're. it's in your way and you can't avoid it. Yep. It has to be a positive experience so that you'll keep going back. And you actually have to be seeing some kind of positive feedback. And my thing is, like, you should leave your workout feeling better than when you went in. You should not be feeling broken physically or mentally by the experience. If you are, something is not working and it's not you. That's the problem.
0: Yep. And I. Ooh. All right, go, go with it. Sorry, I'm writing I'm and thinking all at the same time. Um, <laughs> in line with your goals. <laughs> and the reason I make that noise and get really uncomfortable about this is because in line with your goals means if you come to me as an athlete and you are wanting to achieve a particular goal sometimes you are going to leave here feeling broken uh straight up um and that is that is if your if your goal requires you to break down some pretty serious uh belief systems and thought processes you've got going that you've got going on in order to be able to achieve that Athletic goal or that athletic mm-hmm. performance or whatever, you know that you've you've got to learn to, you know, like if you're here and your goals, sorry, people can't see that. If you're one point over here and your goals all the way over here, you've got to overcome all the obstacles that are between those goals. One of them has to, you know, one of them is your physical performance, but there's other parts of that as well, which is your emotional and your mental state and your emotional and mental blocks, um, and so yes if you're going to the gym to have fun and feel better and move yeah you should not be leaving your workouts feeling broken but if you have a really specific athletic goal that you're wanting to achieve to achieve part of that requires breaking down yourself so that you can be better at what you're doing uh, but that yeah i'm sorry <laughs> no, 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 but see this to me falls into the discussion of you of
1: discomfort versus pain.
0: Yes, yes, <gasps> oh yes. So, <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about today. That's a whole other podcast. It is one. a whole
1: other thing. But I think so that people don't get the wrong end of the stick. It doesn't mean leaving with an injury.
0: No. Oh God, no. It doesn't mean leaving so. with an injury, and it, and it also doesn't mean that you should leave feeling broken every single session. No. You no, know, your coach or trainer should help you understand that if you're feeling broken, that there is, you know, we keep moving forward. Mm, but know, recovery is important yeah you know like that's it's part of the process and next session's going to be better and next session's going to be better and next session's going to be better um you know yeah I, I don't mean that you should just feel broken and that's the end <laughs> oh no, that's when you book a massage <laughs> see, <exactly>. <laughs> <laughs> i love it but but you see here's the thing right and getting back into the good pain, bad pain, what does that all mean? Which is a whole other conversation, but somebody who, you know, if you are working towards a a particular athletic goal or performance, then you understand that most of the time people understand the difference between good pain and bad pain. Hmm.
1: I think that the majority of people who have never worked out before hmm. And have been steeped in the sort of no days off punishment culture of yeah. how we treat our bodies. Yeah. Perhaps don't have a good gauge for that. Yeah. And so that's why I would say if you're new to fitness spaces, please be kind to yourself.
2: Oh god, yes. Above all else. Yeah. yeah. Like I've if it a-
1: hurts, you should be doing it. If you're tired, it's okay. But if it hurts
2: in a bad like way, like if it
1: if it's a burning, tearing feeling, stop mm. immediately. Yeah.
0: Totally. Don't push through it. Don't be that guy. No. And, you know, bad bad pain. And my ninjutsu my instructor used to always say, injury is no person's friend. Actually, he would say injury is no man's friend, but I'm going to change it to injury is no person's friend um, or nobody's friend. And, you know, it's, it's very, very true. And if you're pushing yourself so hard that you are coming away from your workouts feeling injured, you got to ask yourself why. And if that is you, then get a coach like me who's going to make you ask yourself why and find out the real reason. If it mm-hmm. is your coach or your trainer making you feel that way, get a different one. <laughs> yeah, And, and yeah, that's I think, not what you're wanting, right? That's what you haven't gone in there for.
1: Yeah, it's a, but I mean, this comes back to like what kind of things are red flags. And it'd be like somebody who doesn't listen when you say this actually hurts. Yeah. Not like I've done 20 of these and my legs are tired. Yeah. That's different. but like no this actually hurts that needs to be taken seriously and if it's somebody who just brushes that off then you need to really evaluate if that's someone you should be working with yeah like they need to listen to you and not just be like oh just push through that pain
0: yeah I wholeheartedly agree (laughs) and as I say that I think about all the times I've just gone yep good when somebody says this hurts um (laughs) But I think, but this is the thing too.
1: I think you're coming at this from a slightly different angle than from a lot of the places that hopefully people listening will be encountering. And again, you're looking at like decades of experience versus someone who's just out of their two week class. Absolutely. So I think this is the other thing. There's big differences in who is a certified trainer. Yes. There's big differences in what that education entails there's big differences in like, if they've taken any information about how to train female bodies, yep. binary bodies, if they're intersectional friendly, all of those things. Like those are, it's not something that I'd seen a lot of uh, discussion about previously, but it's really nice that it's being discussed more openly in sort of fitness spaces now. Like, you know, right. how do you actually train women? No, that doesn't just mean sending, sending them on a list, weight loss thing
0: or or showing them the aerobics area
1: oh here's the treadmills
0: <laughs> here's the here's the aerobics room there's the elliptical whatever it's called. Oh. It? what was it the elliptical
1: but now they have those like stair machines the endless
0: stairs oh my god <laughs> just go climb a building go climb a freaking bit anyway let's that's let's not go there the thing is like there's a place for those they're great if
1: you use them in the way that you want to yes as a compliment for the other stuff that you're doing like yes. if you had bad knees treadmills can be a really great way to walk more and do incline training without messing up your knees yep so it's not a poohoo to treadmills i have one in my house yes <laughs> um but it's that shouldn't be the only thing
0: no, that they're telling you about no no it shouldn't be the first thing that they show you and then they show you in the aerobics room and then they leave you to your own devices you know, there should be a whole bunch of questions in there about your goals and even suggestions about have you thought about this? Hmm. <laughs> and then go and use some kettlebells or something. Um,
1: <laughs> you, you would be so happy. The place that I went and saw had at least three racks of
0: kettlebells. <gasps> oh, that sounds fantastic. <laughs> I love it. I love a good kettlebell.
1: So there is progress, right? I mean,
0: <laughs> <laughs> the, the world is learning. <laughs>
1: but like I think this is uh, coming back to what I was saying before that like there's more emphasis now on actually being able to train clients who aren't necessarily 20 something men Um, and so you have every right as a consumer and client to expect to be treated with the knowledge and dignity that your body deserves
2: Mm.
1: and that is you know, meeting you where you are as a person, not treating you like you're just anybody else, but like, who are you specifically and what are your goals and what are your challenges? Do you have a tricky hip? Like some of us might have, and you know, how can you train to make it less tricky if so, as opposed to here's your six weeks, get yourself to be able to do a hundred burpees schedule. Yeah
0: absolutely and i you know i just want to add on the end of that there you know are you a person who's had surgeries that's that's you know and is the person who's training you helping you understand the results the physical results on your body with those particular surgeries are you a person who has you know been pregnant and or given birth and in what way was the birthing process you know what happened there is your trainer capable of understanding your experience of what's going on in your body to help mm. you recover from the, those physical traumas
1: yeah and being reasonable about not asking you to do certain things when you say like i really don't want to do that yeah and not necessarily demanding a big explanation about it either
0: yeah absolutely absolutely totally on with that so you know really just be a decent person and the you know what your my favorite comment that you've made here is find somebody and i i'm paraphrasing can't remember Mm -hmm. which word uh but a trainer who has life experience the life experience to understand you um i think that's an excellent statement (laughs) (laughs) and one of the one of the biggest things or one of the biggest takeaways that we could take from this particular conversation is when we are purchasing the service of having a trainer and even or when we're purchasing you know, a membership to go into a gym, does this space or does this person allow me to, the space to be myself? Yeah. And are they making an effort to understand me? Um, because then we can work together.
1: Yeah. Yeah. If if the clientele is very specifically only one type of person, that's probably not a place that I would be wanting to go and train, unless they had some absolutely amazing facilities. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, you need to really think about that. I think more people are aware of those things now, whereas, like you said, before you would go into a gym and it would smell like an old shoe. Oh, um, But that's not the case everywhere now, it's thankfully. Like it's not the
0: case everywhere. And you know what? I, I, you know, I do have to say, as somebody who's worked in facility who's had to have conversations with people about their personal hygiene. Oh, Jesus. Um, it's not always the gym's fault. <laughs> okay. It's not always the gym's fault. <laughs> and, you know, there's always that one. Oh, but um, that comes oh to the clientele, though. Yeah. Like,
1: if yeah, it's true. a bunch of smelly old men who don't wash their gym clothes, mm. that's going to linger. And you don't want to be smelling that every time you go in there. Oh, my God.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> I had can I share a story I'll share a story it's a fun one just to and then we should probably wind up um <laughs> we in one of these gyms that I work with one of my colleagues I, I didn't spend a huge amount of time in this gym um and so as the manager I just sort of was never in the position to be able to catch this particular individual whose clothes just Ringed. it's like you've never washed them oh my god and and so one of my colleagues who was just you know their particular personality type was you know what i don't give a shit about anything so they walked into the workout room and went right which one of you is it you fucking stink dude (laughs) fix yourself and walked out again (laughs) problem solved
1: (laughs) i can't see that happening here with the (laughs) non-confrontational um culture Luke,
0: not have. my personal way of handling this situation
1: <laughs> i will say that personal.
2: it's it's
1: <laughs> been a while since i've been to a gym in sweden that anybody had like yeah. serious stank yeah. i think it's because people here are quite um hygiene conscious overall
0: right. yeah absolutely and you know what this is going to come into another podcast that we're going to do which is about clothes um Sometimes it is the clothes, and no matter how much you wash them, the smell stays. Yeah, so uh, I think people, you know, and and there's this other thing which is called nose deafness, which is a physiological thing that happens to you, is that you actually go you go nose deaf, uh, so you can't smell it, but everybody else around you can. Mm -hmm. Uh, But we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that in in a whole other episode. (laughs) That's going to be a fun one. There's
1: plenty more to where this is coming <laughs> from.
0: So I think maybe we should. Uh, Let's sum up. Let's sum up. up. That's the words I'm looking for. So, Megan, what do you look for in a trainer?
1: I want someone who's going to ask questions rather than tell me what to do, mm-hmm. who has either the life experience or the ability to respect the experiences that their clients have had um, and take them seriously, whatever they might be and to support whatever your goal is, whether it fits their own personal enjoyment or not. Right. So if your goal is like, I just want to be here three days a week, which would be great. Right. I'd love to get to the gym three days a week. (laughs) Like I want to move my body three days a week and I want to do it in these ways. And that's what I'm willing to do right now then that has to be okay. Yeah. So suggestions, but not pushback, I would say.
0: Yeah, absolutely. That sounds
1: awesome. The I think the most important thing is like remember that like it's your time and money yep. as a client. And you can say no. You can change trainers. You can change your goals and you can say no to whatever you're not comfortable with. And it's hard to remember that as maybe a first time person going to a gym and like knowing the script of what you're supposed to do while you're there versus maybe what you want to do.
2: Yeah.
1: So maybe find a trainer who's more like you. And this is the other thing. You can buy a card at a, one gym and train with somebody, somebody else. Mm. You don't have mm. to have a card for the trainers at that gym. Mm.
0: I think that's the services being offered in the gym. Yeah. So do but, your research.
1: Yeah. So, but it's like, don't think that that's your only place that you can draw expertise from is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Like, don't think that you're limited to only the people in that space because there are a lot of people who freelance. And usually if you buy a personal training session that gets you access to the gym for that hour, Yeah. Um, wherever that gym is. So check it out, look for somebody you're comfortable with, um, depending on what your, your important boxes to tick are yeah. like Look for hashtags on Instagram that might reflect what your needs are and just see what people are saying in your yeah. area. Yeah. And there's some really good training programs out there for specifically uh, like women and plus size women. There's training programs for how to properly work with these bodies. And mm. it's okay for you to expect that somebody have that expertise. Mm. Absolutely. So check out the directories out there. to They're find out one there. in your area. Yeah, absolutely. And if you're a senior, oh
0: God, expect that somebody
1: knows how to work with your body too. Oh my
0: God, yes. Hashtag come join my boomer boomer session days <laughs> at nine fifteen. Uh but you know, yeah, and here's the like if I can I'm just gonna throw on the end of that is mm-hmm. as you know, the trainers, like every other career, as we get older, we specialize more. Yeah. Right. And so, you know, finding somebody who has a bit of life experience, they will have developed their specialities as to the things that they really like to do and the people they like to work with. And you just got to find them. Yeah. Right? you just got to find them. That's the hard part, I think, is, is being able to take the time to find them. Um, so for me, you know, my, my pro tips there would be it's your money. You get to do what you like with it. Don't feel pressured into spending money that you don't want to spend go into, you know, a, a, if, you, if you're looking for a personal trainer, they should be willing to um, have a, a, what's the, a discovery chat or an interview or, or something where you can just sit down and have this 10, 15-minute conversation to make sure that this relationship is going to work. Yep. In that particular conversation, the trainer should be asking you about you, mm-hmm. right, and about your goals, and for me, if they're busy telling you all about themselves in that 15 minutes and haven't given you the space to talk about what it is that you're wanting to do, massive red flag, run away. Yeah. Okay. Uh, a trainer should be flexible to be able to work within your, your limits, your time frame, all of that kind of stuff. And it's hard to find uh, all of those things, you know, to find that right mesh. And I know for me as a trainer, I try my best to fit in with my clients, but a trainer who says, okay, I'm going to send you, sell you 10 sessions and you have to use those 10 sessions in the next 10 weeks at this particular time on this particular day. You know, if that's what your life is like and that works for you, do that. Right. But I don't know anybody who can do that. And I certainly, I don't think I've ever, had a client show up 10 weeks in a row after buying a 10 pack. Uh, no. And as somebody <laughs> with a
1: small kid, I would say if your trainer tells you to work out when you're feeling ill, run.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. Because um, oh
1: if you're sick, you should not be working out.
0: No. End of. You should, of. Be resting. You should yeah. be resting. You know, so you need a trainer who's going to be understanding your current life circumstances and is going to be flexible enough to work around them. Mm. Um, but
1: not like to give you a program that like supports your goals. Realistically,
0: yeah, you know, and and also they should be able to have a conversation with you that says something like, Do your goals match your ability to perform the tasks? To Is this reach where that you goal? Ruin my Olympic dream. <laughs> Possibly, I could still get it in and curling, it's still there. Um, and that comes into the goals conversation of you know if somebody it's like I said if somebody rocks into my office and says I want to lose six you know eight kilos in six weeks I don't think that is healthy Mm. it's possible but I don't think it's healthy and as a trainer I believe I have a responsibility to communicate that to the client Yeah. yeah yeah absolutely you know and that's my value system and so your trainers should have a value system and they should stick by it it. oh goodness I'm exhausted that (laughs) went for a lot longer than we had planned (laughs) it did
1: and I think eventually we got around to the point which is you know you're the customer make it work for you absolutely yeah and your goals are okay whatever your goals are
0: absolutely well totally (gasps) Oh, and just get to know your goals. But that's, at the, you know, we're going to do goal setting as well. As okay, coach. I'll put it on the list. Because <laughs> yeah, that's a huge conversation, right? Uh, you know, in, in allowing people to explore what they can do. But anyway, moving yeah, yep, along. Yep, 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 yep. Ah, so awesome people. I hope you've enjoyed this little conversation. I hope that somewhere in there you've understood that, you know, it's your life. You get to do what you like with it. If you want to come and play with us here at Good2Go, obviously both megan dr megan boyd and me joe hall good to go joe Uh, i'm not not a physical doctor i am a am a thank you
1: doctor i'm still gonna gonna throw it in there (laughs) i know but you gotta let me put my (laughs) subtext in because i don't want anyone getting the wrong idea
0: (laughs) all right dr megan boyd phd um are available for personal training if you would like to talk to us about either of those or about uh, talk to either of us about personal training, you're quite welcome to get in contact with us. Send me an email info at goodtogo.se, or even better, because we're talking on the pod pod at goodtogo.se. If you would like to come and uh, have a chat with us about something on our podcast, get in contact pod at goodtogo.se, or uh, if you have some questions that you would like us to deal with. Um, that's one of my favorite things is answering questions <laughs> because knowledge shared, knowledge should always be shared. Right. And if we're not asking questions, then we're not learning. So mm-hmm. if you have a question that you would like us to tackle, send me an email pod at goodgo.se with questions. That would be fun. Subject. I hope we get some videos. <laughs> Ooh, that'd be cool. Ooh, we can make videos. Uh, anyway, Megan, Thank you very much for this conversation. Uh, Anytime. I hope you've enjoyed it. I hope everybody else out there listening to this has enjoyed it. And uh, stay tuned for my little summary at the end. And then I'm going to go and do all the other things that we have to do in post. So I hope you guys are feeling amazing. As always, thank you very much for listening. Big shout out to everybody who's involved with this podcast. Like Megan, like me. That's about it, really.
1: Just happy to be here.
0: You know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And we will talk to you all very, very soon. Bye! Sounds good. Thank you guys for sticking around and listening to that awesome conversation. Um, So... What's going on? What's happening? Where are we going? What are we doing? No, I've got to do a recap of that conversation first. Sorry, getting ahead of myself. Um, that entire conversation, as you may or may not have guessed, is probably one of my favorite conversations to have with new clients or people who are just starting out, or people who are trying to get back into the gym after, or into you know, into working out and movement after being off for a while. Um, and it is because. A lot of the time coming through, working in the fitness industry, you know, people and clients expect to be told what to do and how to do it and, you know, sort of expect to be given a formula or expect to be not given much freedom. Uh, And I really like the fact that we can sit here and have this conversation and to go, you know what? It's your choice. It's your money. You get to spend it how you want, and I want you to understand that that is exactly what it is. And if somebody is not supplying you with the service or the space that you are wanting, then go somewhere else. Go find that space that is just right for you, because your workout regimen, your movement, your place of fun and enjoy—well, you know, working out and moving needs to be a place of fun and enjoyment, and Rather than, rather than punishment, you know, rather than this thing that you must or have to do. Uh, and if you're dealing with a space and or a trainer that is uh, not creating that space for you, then, you know, go find one that does because they're out there and it's your choice. So thank you very much, Megan, for having that awesome conversation with me. Um, everybody else, what's happening in the future? good things, fun things. I have been talking about writing this book for a while. The book is is still being written. Uh, you know, it's a process. Um, and so within that process, if you would like to listen to me rant about my process of writing the book, you can come and join us as a Patreon. That's part of what we're doing with the Patreon now is to Uh, give you access to me reading chapters of my book as I'm writing it, as we're going through the editing process, as we're going through the whole trying to get this thing together and put it out. Uh, And if you'd like to be part of that, then go and be a Patreon and, uh, you know, join that little process. Uh, I think at the moment we've we've got one Patreon tier. So if you want to come, if you, you know what, even if you don't want to listen to me talk about my book and read my book and go through ranting about the fitness industry. Um, you could come in, but you do want to help us out and you do want to help us continue putting out this podcast and doing things and having fun and having content and blah, blah, blah. Then you can be a Patreon for us too. Our one single Patreon level is, it says here two euro a month. I thought it was three. I might be wrong. I don't know. Uh, you know, totally unprofessional, but whatever, we're getting there. Um, but I will put a link in the show notes if you want to go and check out our Patreon page. Um, if you would like to do that, that'd be awesome. If not also awesome. Thank you for listening. I hope you're all having an awesome time. We will be back soon with our next podcast, um, having conversations about You know, getting back into the gym, getting back into life, getting into movement and empowering you, empowering me, empowering people. So have fun. Be good, guys. I love you all and we will talk
2: soon.